Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through the Silver Age comic Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. Ella Plum Rowland. And together we discuss and break down and compare uh, things happening here to uh, things that are going on in our modern time and otherwise look at it. Sure. (laughs) Now, this week, we have a guest. We have his, his, this gentleman's name is Will Hines. Hello, that's me. Yes, I am the guest. Now, Will, would you describe yourself as a comedian? Yes, I would. Uh, comedian-ish. Uh, actor, aspiring writer to no avail. Comedian, yeah, I do like improv comedy on stages. I dabble in stand-up in the lowest possible stakes scenarios, like uh, open mics and crazy shows in the backs of bars. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like in the comedy world somehow. I, I don't. I, do, I describe myself as a comedian for brevity's sake. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. somebody who describes themselves as an actor, even though, yeah. or even um, if you haven't had a job in three years. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Just it saves a lot of problems, and yeah. it's like how I uh, interact with the world and where I get all my friends. And things to do right. from that. So, yeah, let's just say comedian and not question my professional bona fides. <laughs> Although I do have a couple, but nothing big. Will is also the host of a podcast. You still, it's still, does it, it's still, it's still going. Right? Yeah. Well, I do two, actually. One is called uh, Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. I'm not sure. My brother and I talk about comics that we, that we've liked uh, our whole lives. And then I do another one called Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles or meet a bunch of other middle aged folk. Talk about that uh, that we like the Beatles, basically. It's really? Like, you guys all like the Beatles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bunch of middle-aged white guys who all like yeah, the yeah. Beatles? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we got a couple girls, but uh, yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Not a tough sell for people of a certain age group. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's fun. It's fun to do. Yeah. I, I, I Maybe you found this to be true also with podcasting, but I like that it's a passive medium, meaning uh, if someone doesn't want to hear it, they don't have to listen to it. Exactly. Which I which is totally okay with me. But if you happen to be nuts about the Beatles, uh, you might you might like hearing other people be enthusiastic. Or if you like the comic books that my brother and I are talking about right now, we're doing the Fantastic Four, uh, which is you know from the same era that this comic is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, one of the reasons why I thought that you might be a good guest for our show is yeah because right now you're I'm discussing in the comics of this era. Yeah. Silver, like you know, basically Silver Age. Although you you were discussing mostly Marvel stuff. Yeah, but I like DC too. Okay, good. Um, for, for whatever reason, we're talking Marvel, but I'm down with the DC stuff. My um, yeah, I told my brother about your comment, your your podcast. Yeah, and he was like, he's like, I I'm surprised. A he was surprised he hadn't heard of it. He's uh-huh. like, well, I have to go listen to it now. Yeah. So um, um, you know, I, I I got you a listener. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'll send you a check. <laughs> I'll give you the percentage of our profits, which are currently zero. Exactly. Just like ours. Yeah. <laughs> the very, very lucrative, lucrative field of podcasting. Would you like to just get to it? Let's just get to it. Well, before we start, how many have you gone? This is issue 80 of this series. Have you guys done 79 episodes before this? Correct. Actually, right as of right now, we still have to record issue 79. But we have done from issue one, The Boy with 100 Faces, wow. all the way up to issue 80, The Bizarro Jameels. And you were a fan of this as a kid. Always. I, I, I got more into it. Like, I collected comics from a young age in, like, I I really started doing it in my teens when I was mm. in a Krausers, mm. in, and I ran across the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill in Thor. Oof, so good. And I fell in love with that 
issue, and then just started continuing to collect ever since. Okay. Uh, and then that's about the same time that I got into comics. And then got out. Like I, I really haven't collected a lot lately, but while I was collecting different stuff, um, I found Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. I found all the stories to be loopy, yeah, loopy Seriously and nuts. and insane. Yeah, and. You know, not always logical. Never logical. And yeah, this certainly wasn't in this issue. I, I have a tendency to like things that I don't fully understand. Uh-huh. Nice, nice. And so well, now, now let me ask this, Ella. What's been your what's your relationship to this comic now? Because you probably hadn't read any of them really before this, or you read like one issue. And then... I had read one issue before this, um, and like your impression of it. Because now you're pretty much an expert on it. Like you're probably <laughs> one of the few people who's going to have read all of them recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this comic's like a novelty one where people know an issue of it or two or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Especially with the new one coming out, people are now going to like start looking like, at the old ones. But it's a little insane. Uh-huh. There are some things that I really wish it wouldn't do. Okay. But that doesn't stop the 1960s. That's right. But overall, I think it's just interesting and easy to laugh at and mm-hmm. just the pure insanity of half the things or like they'll air basically the same issue like 30 issues apart from each other and I'll be like wait a second we've been here before yeah, yeah. yeah. they have rerun a couple like not not reprinted just repurpose the story yeah right right okay not very often but every every once in a while and I'm really glad, actually, that you're here for this issue in particular because it does deal with, it has some things in it that I haven't seen in a while that I'm glad are back. And um, I love it. I mean, it was really, it's so crazy. I, I kind of, I don't like when comics get, take themselves too seriously. Uh, and especially when something where there's a big fan base where the creators feel obligated to try to like be too reverent to everything. And I kind of like being loose with yeah. logic, especially in I mean, this goes, this maybe pushes it too far, but in, in, in general, I dig, like, not being too precious with, you know, sci-fi rules and, like, I, I follow the fun. I definitely appreciate a certain helping of that. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, know. This I, comic goes nuts in that way. I do like, you know, some, some, there, of course, some serious stuff, uh, I do like a well-told story, but yeah, like, I'm not a big Batman guy. It's mm-hmm. not the same energy as the 60s Batman. Yes. I love the 60s Exactly. Batman. Yeah, right, like, the 60s Batman TV show is like an unmitigated success. Yes. Everybody loves it. Just a question of how much you love it. And they were not serious at all or reverent at all about their source material. They were not. And the entire comics industry has been spending their entire, like ever since then, have been trying to get away from them. Yeah. But it just speaks to, you know, what a what an itch it scratched. Yes. Like, yeah, we just kind of want it to be fun. and Right. We and Yeah. I mean, it's still popular and everybody loves it, but just yet yeah, the, they've always been kind of reluctant to get back. Yeah, I understand that. Too. Yeah. I mean, and they're only starting to get a little more, just like a little more fun. I think Tim Burton's Batman did a lot to sort of counterbalance. Yeah. Like it had as big an impact or, you know, or big, big enough that when now when you say Batman, you can just ask, do you mean a 60s TV Batman or a Tim Burton Batman? Right. Or Frank or, Miller Batman or, or whatever. Chris, yeah. yeah. Frank, Frank, if you read comics, Frank Miller Batman. If you don't, Chris Nolan Batman. You know, or, or Bruce Tim, you know, like, right. uh, like there's other big Batmans that can, you can tell what flavor of Batman are you looking for? Yes, exactly. But yeah, it started out with the campy one and still like, you know. I loved Cesar Romero as the Joker. I mean, that show was a stroke of genius. Yes, it really was. So, so I, think I know where you, are you, you guys you, are now. Yep, you, you, get, you get an idea? I'm ready. Okay, Let's good. Let's do it. Um, okay, so we start, as we always start, with the cover. Uh-huh. And 
And the cover, it says Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Uh, this is for October of... 1964. 1964. Do you know what was going on in Marvel at the time? Yeah. Um, not, not to the issue, but like, you know, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four are huge smash hits. And the original creators are still doing them. We're two years into Spider-Man, which means we're, you know, Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus are super well established. Right. Spidey is a tormented teenager. Fantastic Four are a little further along in their runs, so but we're not yet at Galactus. I mean, we're in peak Marvel. We're in peak Marvel. Like they don't even they don't even know how big they are yet. But right. They are, they are laying out all the stuff that's going to be like copied in mind for like the next thirty years. And it is interesting to see this in stark contrast of what Marvel was doing at the time and get an idea. Oh yeah, this is like such a square. <laughs> book. It really is. This book is like stuck in the 50s and Marvel is like groovy 60s daddy-o. Yes. And even when they try when they in generally like when they try like when they bring in hippies or something like when they try to do it it's just so wrong. It's like middle-aged men's view of hippies. Exactly. So um, it is. Well now we know who's writing the comics. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so it's October 1964, yeah. issue number 80, uh-huh. and it is features a cover where in the background we see Superman flying in from a window. We see in the background Perry White Clutching holding his face in, in like Exasperate. a hole in like a holy like ay 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 kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then we see in the foreground uh, a w- pale white Jimmy wearing, uh, you know, his green suit and bow tie. Red and black striped. Emptying a trash can onto a desk. and Happily. How do we know it's a trash can, Dad? It's all right. It says trash on it. Yeah, that's good. Because, um, yeah, this was actually a big thing that we... One of the things that we love about um, these comics is there are times when they definitely... They want to make sure that you know exactly they put a sign on it that says trash the best example of which is there was one where they saw where jimmy saw a robot and the robot read this robot is trained to smash your camera (laughs) (laughs) but in this one it says trash and he says hooray me find fortune someone leave valuable trash in wastebasket and then perry white saying great caesar's ghost what happened to jimmy he's acting completely loony and then superman flying in goes he's turned into a bizarro and i can't even return him to normal yep and this features the Bizarro Jimmy Olsen. Now, yeah. Will, you should probably know that Bizarro is probably among our favorites. Uh, he's the best. Um, Bizarro just wants to help. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most insane idea for a thing that gets taken so far yes. in Silver Age DC. Like, it's just there's the existence of Bizarro and just being chill with that and, like, just accepting that as part of the landscape is one of the biggest leaps it's it is way easier to accept the existence of Superman, an alien who looks just like a human with superpowers and who is never corrupted, not even for one second, to do anything wrong. That's way easier to accept than Bizarro <laughs> and the <laughs> exactly. whole Bizarro world. Like, I mean, Bizarro is just like a, uh, it's great. It's a comedian run rampant whenever Bizarro takes over. Yeah. I mean, to the point where they, there was a series in running in the back of, might have been Adventure Comics, Tales from the Bizarro World. Yeah, you so, it. it's so great. Yeah, and it's, the, it's stroke of genius. So this is, uh, and I think this might actually be the first time we ever see Bizarro Jimmy Olsen in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which I think is criminal. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, so then we go to the inside cover. Now, in the inside cover, we see one of the public a public service announcement. Now we haven't seen these in quite a while. 
Uh, they were they were much bigger in like the fifties, and it's for something called the National Social Welfare Assembly. And the name of this thing is called "Smoking Is for Squares." Mm-hmm. And uh, so we see three teens. It's one of those titles that really gives away its message right <laughs> yes. away. Like there's, exactly, there's no spoiler that's going to happen in this. There movie. was one, you know. They have other ones about like prejudice uh-huh. and against um, it. They're against. It. Yeah, they're against prejudice. Okay. They're you know, and th- that's when it wasn't racism. When it was prejudice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was one about racism. Um, Except the guy that they were being racist about also looked white in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> right, but he just he was a, he had dark hair. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there were other ones about, like, you know, basic sort of, like, eating, making sure that you eat properly, like, all those sort of things that that you would expect kids to do at the time. And so we see three kids. They're sitting on the corner, and uh, two of them are smoking. And they are, of course, telling the one guy how cool smoking is. Yeah. And the the guy, who kind of looks like Jimmy Olsen, says, no thanks. After what I just heard in there, I'm not going to ruin my health. And uh, we see a, and they said, uh, uh, an off-screen bubble that says, that's telling them, Bob. And it's Paulette Breen in person. Miss Teen America. Miss Teen, no. Yeah. Winner of, of the Palisades Amusement Park National Contest. What is that? <laughs> it is, I looked it up, an actual thing. And yeah. Paula what is Breen. It? Paula Breen is an actual person. Yeah, what is be. it she then? She was, um, so, you know Palisades Park, right? Yeah. Palisades Park in, in uh, New Jersey. I am aware of That they, of it. they often offer uh, coupons for. For 65 in, cents. For, anywhere, starting at 25, maybe even starting at 10. And then going, yes, now they were worth 65 cents. And they, I guess, at some point held a beauty pageant and she won. All right, then. <laughs> Uh, she must be some. She's definitely being presented like a big time celebrity in this. Yeah. Well, uh, because her word is having a huge effect on these guys. And, exactly. Uh, she's really anti smoking. She's there's no doubt about that. Right. She and says she uh, shames these toughs. She says it's bad enough that adults smokes. They at least might have had the excuse not knowing any better. But now doctors and scientists have definitely proved the health hazards in smoking. It's just plain silly. And uh, so Paulette, yeah, Paulette Breen, she became an actor hmm. uh, and a producer. Huh. And she died, I think, in the like earlier in this decade. She might have died in like 2010, I think. She really made it. I am, of course, I'm probably wrong and hopefully. And so, like, you know, if you know, if you actually know anything about Paulette Breen and when she died, do the standard thing of uh, writing down your answer on a parchment and send it to us by Harold. Yeah. Or Owl. Or Owl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, so, uh, Pauline Bree, uh, Paulette Breen comes in, tells, uh, you know, tells everybody that Bob is, he, he is the hippest and the other guys are squares. They look instantly shamed. Like she's, <laughs> she's got the upper hand right away on these guys. <laughs> and she says, they must hear a little argument, right? Oh, I got time to worry about my health when I get old. It ain't hurting me now. And, uh, that's a pretty good argument. And yeah, in, sure. in fact, I'm one over and I think Paulette Breen is a fool. <laughs> exactly. And as she's leaving, she's like, hey, take it from me. Girls who are hip don't flip for fellows who smoke. She says that as she's walking away. That's a pretty <laughs> cocky move. Like, she's running away from them as she says it. And the toughs are, they're humiliated. Yes. Like, look at this guy on the left of this last panel. He's been emotionally destroyed. Right. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the, you know, uh, the this last guy. Life. 
The last guy says the very powering, empowering line. Say, if a kitten like Miss America feels that that way. That's where I got Miss America. good enough for me. She's Miss American Teen. I'm sorry. So it's, she's not Miss America, but she's some sort of. I said Miss Teen America. Right. Well, she's. You're you're, you're pretty right. I think you don't have the exact protocol. I mean, I don't know what the exact protocol is, but. It's Miss American Teen. Whatever. I was close. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then she went on. She went on. If I was Paula Breen's manager, I would not be insulted by that description. That's good. And you know, of course, since she's a since she's a woman, she's of course a kitten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're assuming that no women are ever going to read this book, and it's only twelve year old boys. So we're trying to motivate them. Exactly. So um, if I'm if I'm making this book, and so on the bottom it says published as a public service announcement in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S. Comics are still trying to convince people that they're not immoral. <laughs> Corrupting influences, right? Like in the yes. 50s, like they were called out as corrupting the youth. And right. So the comics code came into effect. And in right. what way were they corrupting the youth? Who knows? The same way like video games corrupt youth and they don't, but like they get blamed in front of, I mean, this is my opinion, they get blamed falsely. There was a lot of like lurid, like war and yeah. and romance and like... Um, Kids these days on their comic books putting dangerous ideas into their yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so. was all about like Vaults of Horror, Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Like all those horror comics, okay. which were... They were pretty lurid. They were pretty... pretty yeah, gory They were stuff. pretty gory on their covers and that's when and and people, they were like, hey, let's... You know, they're creating these delinquents and they must be delinquents because of these comics. Yeah. Sure. So, we get a squeaky clean Superman comic here. Right. Try to walk the... Try to really walk straight and narrow. Exactly. And that's when they became, and then also into the, like, basically the reason why Jimmy Olsen exists as a comic and became a character is because of Jack Larson on the, the Superman TV show. Hmm. Cause he was so popular. Yes. Ah. He was immensely popular. He does look just like him. And he was the, yeah, basically until then, Jimmy Olsen was just like a kid in the office and they'd be like, Hey Jimmy, how about some coffee? And then ah. he would like get them some coffee. He didn't really have any personality or anything, but it ah. was only until Jack Larson came along and became super pop and became popular. Ah. Oh, wow. That he, um, that they decided, hey, let's make, let's make this comic book and actually do a thing. Let's go to page one. Exactly. So let's, brings us to our first story. So this is one of the, I forgot, this is an era when you have a splash page that's like from the middle of the story and then we're going to cut back to the beginning. Exactly. It's very early. Um, I like how comics are just constantly assuming you're ready to put down the book at any second. <laughs> The cover tries to grab you. The splash page tries to re-grab you. Right. Somebody has told me that, like, some of the stories are based, that basically they draw the cover first. Okay, yeah, and then they... And then they draw, which is why sometimes when you see the story, the story doesn't really have very much to do with the cover, or only is very peripherally... that really upset me. Yeah. Uh, So it's a... And I showed my anger by continuing to read comics. Exactly. I'm going to keep reading them until they... That'll show them. So, we get to our intro. Our splash page shows Bizarro Jimmy Olsen pouring coffee into the bottom of a cup, so it's spilling everywhere. Right. So it says, Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter, bringing in worthless scoops, spurning his girlfriend, Lucy Lane, driving his loyal fans out of the Jimmy Olsen fan club, and signaling Superman when he doesn't need help. Can you imagine Jimmy doing all these things, all these kooky things in one day? Well, it's Jimmy, and yet not Jimmy, whose life turns topsy-turvy when the astounding change comes over him in Jimmy Olsen, biz- the boy, biz- the bizarro boy, part one. This is one of those rare two-part, sorry, one of those rare two-part. They still have yet to do a three-part. Yeah, because there's like three chapters of this book, and the first two are one story, and then the third one's another story. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so Jimmy, as they said, as... Uh, uh, Will said, pouring in the coffee and it's spilling coffee. And then Lucy's saying, Bizarro Jimmy, turn your 
cop around? And G- Bizarre Jimmy saying, what? And Phil with, with coffee? What, you think me, I'm crazy? And <laughs> Perry White <laughs> was a great. saying, Jimmy, what is the meaning of having the compositor, posit- having the compositor set up this kooky front page? The, the headline is at the bottom. The, the S's are backwards. Yep. And uh, yes, the, the big news is no news today. I mean, the great thing about the Bizarro character and the whole Bizarro conceit is they do the opposite of stuff. But, like, it's kind of arbitrary. It's very Which arbit- things are opposite and yes. what constitutes opposite. Yes. Like, it says big news, not little news. Exactly. It's at the bottom. S's are backwards, but not the other letters. Yeah. Um, the entire words aren't backwards either. I mean, so that kind of, like, weird... You have to have a feel for it. Yeah. Like, exactly how opposite you're going to be. It's like, yeah, just, like, opposite enough. To, like, give a an idea of what's happening, but not, you know, they don't fully follow always the, the logic, the conventions. So, uh, we start, and a couple of teen reporters have stopped by the, uh, the, the Daily Planet to see Lois Lane and get, and they're, they want to see Lois Lane, and they also want to try to get Jimmy Olsen's autograph. See, this is a progressive comic. Exactly. Women reporters? Well, that was always... They're not going to be treated badly in this comic, right? No, why would they? Not in this comic, necessarily. Not Not as though Jimmy Olsen threatened to murder his girlfriend two issues ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And the entire... watching old Twilight Zone episodes. Like, you're you're like, oh, what a great TV show. So well-written, which it is, and, like, how well-made. And it is, but then halfway through, it'll be like, shut up, you female. Keep your emotions out of this. We're astronauts. Can't you see that? It's like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, no. Um, Yeah, and, I mean, also, the entire premise of the Lois Lane comic book is Lois is trying to get Superman to marry her. Right, right. So, uh, so hey, smart move. They are hanging out with Lois, and then suddenly they see Jimmy coming in with Lucy, right? Uh, nope, she's oh, coming this is in. Lois. This is no, Lois. yeah, one of the uh, one of the girls. Does... Lois Lane is here, and then Lucy Lane is her sister. Yes. Okay. And Jimmy's dating Superman's girlfriend's sister. Yes. yes. Complicated. And yes. Uh, uh, Lucy, first of all, she is a stewardess. Okay. Uh, she has agreed, in theory, to marry Jimmy until, like, she will marry Jimmy basically when Lois marries Superman. Oh, it's like the Taming of the Shrew, kind of in reverse. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And um, so... Like instead of the dad using one daughter to get the other one married, it's a sister wanting to stay free until her right. independent sis gets on board. And although also technically they're engaged, she constantly... She's a stewardess. Mm-hmm. She constantly finds millionaires on these planes <laughs> and goes on dates with them, often blowing off Jimmy. Yeah. I can't blame her. <laughs> I mean, this guy's a real pushover. He is. And, uh, so. around Superman like a chump. So, Jimmy comes in and he says. And he looks like Bizarro. Hi, is, yes. So he, he's looking like Bizarro and he comes in saying a Bizarro greeting is morning, so me say good evening. And then all the girls go, ah! They all drop their possessions. (laughs) And, and run away. If they, if they (laughs) They were. Just run away. If they were smoking. Uh, this, their cigars would fall out of their mouths. Yeah. And so they run out, and then you find out that it is, in fact, a mask for Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy's wearing a bizarro mask. Yeah. And uh, it must be a good one. It's like one of these, like, Mission Impossible-style masks yeah. that completely fools everybody. Well, the thing about Jimmy is, like, he is a master of disguise. Yeah. And this was actually, this was one of the things that was established in the first issue. He was, he has, he just carries with him at all times, like, a series of disguises. Mm. And so... He keeps them in, like, the trunk of his car or something. So he, but what he's telling him is, uh, so he's working with uh, everybody's favorite demented scientist. Lex Luthor. And 
probably and probably Lex Luthor, alter ego, Dr. Professor Potter. Okay. Now, Professor Potter has a tendency to experiment on Jimmy. Okay. And I mean, he's just following his nature. He's a professor. I exactly. Don't, I don't blame him. Exactly. He's curious. If I befriend a powerful professor, I know I'm going to get stuff shot at me. And he, um, yes, he's always like making liquids for Jimmy and creating rays in which he needs to, um, that he wants to just sort of spray at Jimmy. Yeah, we are actually convinced that he is, in fact, Lex Luthor. Yeah. And um, he seems he's pretty destructive in this book. He's just torturing Jimmy yeah. uh, because of his attachment to Superman. So uh, what you find out is that Professor Potter, Potter is working on a normalizer ray to turn the bizarro people back to human, even though they were never really human to start with. Yeah. So he is. He wants. I guess go to just copies. Also, he wants wouldn't to just, that like overpopulate the world with like various Supermans, Lois Lanes, Lucy Lanes, and Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, you'd have duplicates of all of them. Exactly. Yes, they would just be walking. Many, right, because there's like there's like a million. It's a planet full Superman of them. and a million Lois Lanes. So you'd have like. I mean, that's crazy. The implications of this are nuts. So um, <laughs> just a machine that can make a living creature, even a bizarre one, is sort of like a phenomenon. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's how it all it all started with a, a guy who wanted to make a perfect copy of Superman yeah. to like bend to his will but then wound up making this bizarro version. So um which Potter which uh Potter remembers so that we know that story. Exactly. So, you know, yes, just in case you've forgotten, this is what is happening. And so it's not been working. So he figures he's going to put on the bizarro mask to Jimmy does. Yeah, Jimmy's going to come in wearing a bizarro mask. Professor Professor Potter's going to turn the machine on him. It's not going to work because it hasn't worked up to this point. Yes. And then he would then put on the bizarro mask and be like he would come in as bizarro and then take off the mask surreptitiously. Yeah. And say, then, oh, it works. Say, yeah, it looks ha ha, no, it doesn't. It You're works. A fool. Right. It's a mean prank. <laughs> yes. Yes. You thought you did something good, but you didn't. Jimmy has a very he's kind of a mean he's kind of a mean guy. Yeah. yeah. At times. Yeah. Um and then so we also find out that there's an entire that basically after Bizarro was created. Right, after Bizarro was created, Superman understood that Bizarro wasn't necessarily inherently evil. He was just he was always trying to sort of do right, but in doing right he does horrible things and he has Superman's the power of Superman, so he needed to do something about it. So he created an entire planet of Superman, of Bizarro Superman's, Bizarro Lois Lane's, Bizarro Jimmy Olsen's, and Bizarro Perry White's, and we will eventually find Bizarro Lucy Lane's. And I don't know if there are anything, anyone else, as far as we know. I mean, there, and certainly it all depends on what the writers want to do. Yeah. At that point. And they keep track of who the original one is by having, like, Bizarro number one or... Exactly. Bizarro Perry White number one. They wear, like, a big dog tag around their neck, so they know they were the original copy. Right. So everybody knows that, yeah, that this person is the original copy. Yeah, and then the rest of them are copies of copies. Fun world. See, that world's fun. I... <laughs> Uh, that'd be cool to live there. And so, uh, so Jimmy comes in as biz- he's like, Professor, meet Jimmy Olsen from Bizarro World. And Professor Potter's like, hey, just this is- instantly. Right. Hey, he whips out his ray and just zaps And he just him. zaps him. Oh, I mean- you poor thing. I'll make you normal. <laughs> it's a perfect chance to test my normalizing push button formula. Like, he's, there's, motion lines around the machine like he couldn't he couldn't have whipped this thing and zapped him faster <laughs> right he essentially did the uh, he did the the, the equation uh, the equivalent of a mad scientist quick draw 
and um, shoots Jimmy in the face with his ray. But instead of normalizing a bizarro Jimmy, since Jimmy wasn't really a bizarro Jimmy, I can't quite follow the logic here, but it somehow turns him into a bizarro Jimmy. So now he's a he as if he was a copy of Jimmy. Whatever. He's been made into a bizarro Jimmy also. Right. And he says, unholy cow. His normalizer works, but wrong way turns normal person into bizarro form. I mean, unholy cow is already the funniest thing. <laughs> All bizarros are so funny. <laughs> just, yeah, their pattern of speech. Just, I'm their like, pattern of speech is great. It's like, it's like two or three jokes every time they open their mouth. Exactly. So, like, you know, and then he goes out the door and he, and he, there's a save walk. He's a cave, a piece of the sidewalk is caved in. And he's like, hey, that's not news. Every day on Bizarro World, me... So they, also, they, how does he know that? He's, he's never, never been, been there. there. Yeah. Uh, like some Borg-like connection I think connected that, yes. to all the memories of those people. Perhaps. Perhaps there is. Um, also, Professor Potter just let him out. Yes. Yeah. Professor Potter just turned back to his machine and let this now deformed creature just out into the world. Right. It doesn't even give anybody a heads up. Nobody stops, doesn't call anybody, doesn't... This, this is the man who left a ray gun around that almost disintegrated an entire city block because he accidentally <laughs> dropped it out the window. <laughs> Twice. That's right. It was, that's right. That was one of the stories that got duplicated. So Bizarre Jimmy doesn't care about the sidewalk caving in, but he does care about people filing into a bank to do normal bank business. Right. Yeah. Because normally, you know, yeah, people aren't, because they go into bank and doing really crazy thing, you know, basically depositing and do, withdrawing money. I guess not trying to rob it. Yeah, I think that's what they do on business. Yeah. And so he writes... We he, cut to Perry White's office, and Bizarro Jimmy has submitted a story titled, People Put Money Into Bank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It's so funny. And Barry White is so mad. Like, he just looks so exasperated. That's the man's only emotion, right? He's just yeah. perpetually exasperated? Yes. He His essentially... cigar is shaking with frustration. He doesn't feel, like, pity for this guy or, like, what happened to you. He just is mad that the story is bad. Yeah. Well, he has no pity for anyone. At one point, he did a... Um, he he took Lois, Clark, and Jimmy on essentially a death march. Yep. <laughs> it's just funny. The Bizarro Jimmy is so politely standing before Perry White's desk. The Bizarro characters, I, I'm jealous of how funny they are. As an aspiring comedianish person, I wish I could be as funny as any of the Bizarro characters. Or a Perry White. From this point forward in the rest of the story, everything is funny. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah, Perry White thinks it's a gag. Stop pulling a bizarro act, Jimmy, just because you're wearing that dumb mask. That actually does make more sense. Right. He thinks he's a goof's being pulled on him. And so now, so then Jimmy goes back to his, um, goes back to his desk, and because nothing's going on, he He hits his, he calls Superman, because of course, since nothing is going on, he'd never calls, he'd never call Superman in a time of. But this is one of those weird bizarro logics. Like, he's never in danger. He should be calling him every second of the comic for that reason. <laughs> exactly. But he just sort of arbitrarily calls him right now. Superman shows up instantly, which also is a dumb arrangement. The whole series is dumb. Superman should not be in the beck and call of a low-level reporter in a newspaper, <laughs> right? But they're besties. I guess they're besties. They are. I guess it's understood that Jimmy would only do it if That's... there was a real emergency. Right. Although, at one point, a real emergency constituted a grease fire. <laughs> in a pan. In a pan. <laughs> in his kitchen. In his kitchen. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so then he goes out into the streets and he sees Lucy Lane. Yeah. And Lucy Lane is like, hey, I let Fr- Freddie drive me to the airport. He's an old friend from college. Because I'm an amoral sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I'm a woman. And in early 60s comic books, all women are villains. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm... That's, you're wondering what's going on in Marvel Comics? 
uh, as written by Stan Lee, uh, all female characters are suspect. <laughs> that, that's what's happening in 60s Marvel comics. And so... Sorry, Ellen. Uh, that's but okay. this it, is not even the worst thing that I've seen them do when oh yeah, it comes no. to women. Um, and yeah, we... Um, at some point, you know, because once this was this series is over, I was thought about perhaps going for what doing going to do the same thing through Lois Lane, mm-hmm. but I, I decided against it because Ella Plum would just not stop yelling. Uh, yeah, it's more <laughs> we saw an ad for inherent- when Lois Lane started, and I got and I shouted for a good five minutes about the ad. <laughs> <laughs> so, because he um, decided to list her weight as one of her things. One of her, like, stats? Yes, as one of her stats. Hey, that's good to know. Her, just full measurements. Just put her full measurements out there. They, they may as too. well have. No, they did that, too. Yeah. yeah they yeah, put yeah. her measurements and her weight. Um, <laughs> so they. So then Jimmy sees Lucy with Freddy and uh, says, Hey, happy to see you with another fellow, Jimmy. Me glad you don't love me anymore. <laughs> But then... Yeah, go- Lucy's response is insane. <laughs> Great grief. Is that a good grief? Well, she doesn't want to sound like Charlie Brown. Jimmy has become a bizarro. Instead of being mad, he's glad. And she just goes out with her day. <laughs> oh, my boyfriend's been transformed into a different species. What a bother. Weirder stuff happens on a weekly basis. I guess that makes sense. And But uh, but every time, every time he gets changed into something, she freaks out about it. All of these stories or he's pitching to Perry White are so... Or believe him. Right. Or, or, yeah, that's the other thing, is that she doesn't believe him. But in this case... She totally believes that he's Bizarro. Have you guys gone to the giant turtle story yet? Yes. yes. That's like the quintessential Jimmy Olsen story. That's the one that gets like referred to. Yes. For ye- decades, people are like, hey, Jimmy, going to get turned into a giant turtle? Like, he gets made fun of that for the rest of DC Comics history. Yes. He gets turned into a werewolf twice. By Merlin. Once by <laughs> Merlin, once by Mr. Mix's Piddly. Um, uh, so, Jimmy Olsen, you know, Lucy's on her way with some platonic man that she's toying around with. Um, as a sociopathic female comic books character. But Jimmy Olsen, in his bizarro form, sees a garbage truck dumping garbage at a dump. And, of course, that's news. So he cuts it very like <laughs> mid-exasperated hands on the side of his head. Oh, no! That Nitwit thinks this is news! And the story he's pitching in the form of a big oak tag sign that he's just showing Perry White says, Valuable garbage thrown away. With only the E's and R's backwards? Yep. Yep. Big scandal, eh, boss? That and- garbage men should be fired for being so wasteful. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. And then he says, me should get an award, boss, for my scoop. Don't forget, me want lower salary. <laughs> and Perry White is just <laughs> screaming in anger in his head. Um, so then uh, he goes to another section of town where there are two kids who are throwing bottles at a picture of Jimmy Olsen because... Why is there a random poster of Jimmy Olsen (laughs) up on a wall? Yeah, like, we don't see posters of, like, the 10th level report of the New York Times, like, on the wall saying, like, R.W. Apple, like, you know, explains Epstein scandal on page 10 or whatever. Exactly. Like, that's a, you know, they didn't even do that for Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah. The most famous reporters ever. Right. So, um, they, but they said, um, so one of the kids, I guess, is the brother and child of a criminal that <laughs> Jimmy Olsen sent to jail. So he's throwing bottles at the poster to be angry. And then he says, hey, you good boys, you be my pals. Take me to your clubhouse. No, me take you to clubhouse. Me take you to clubhouse. Yeah. And then, um. He brings him to the Jimmy Olsen fan club, I guess. And then, he, yes, because there is a Jimmy Olsen fan club. There is. I guess if your best friend's a Superman, that does make sense. It's well established. They all have matching bow ties. <laughs> That's it's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> I love it. So, um. He, and if I had a little fan club, I'd make them all wear glasses like me. <laughs> It'd be great. Guys, what are we doing today? Aspire. 
How many podcasts yeah. have we made? And you'd have a you'd have a uh, you'd have a, a clubhouse. That'd be great. That, something to aspire to. Um, so he so Bizarro comes in and he turns all the pictures upside down. <laughs> Uh, he hangs the signs upside down. And, sells everything. Right. And he sells everything. Oh, I'm sorry. He burns it. No. <laughs> he burns it. And then. See, fire will make room cool down. Me smart, eh? And then, of course, once again, all the kids run away. Uh, and then he, um, he's like, hey, this would, uh, did, I, me never, not call Superman for this emergency. So then, uh, he, he figures out it's an emergency and, uh, this and the the fire department comes up and they squirt water on it. He's like, "Hey, don't squirt water on this. Squirt gasoline." Yeah, best thing for dousing fire is gasoline, which is great heightening. <laughs> He's like the best comedy writer in Metropolis. And uh, so back at <laughs> Professor Potter's lab, Perry White <laughs> is like tells Professor Potter what is going on. And he's like, "Oh, I put it, it and he's finally we finally see him Going through a um, a drawing of the schematics of yeah. one of his because for some reason like he does something it doesn't work and then or like it breaks yeah and instead of ha- like going back to his drawings and maybe recreating the thing oh, yeah looking at his notes he just like this is the only one I've ever made <laughs> I haven't written anything down or yeah. like or if you write if he makes a potion. If you make some kind of potion for somebody to drink, he forgets the formula. He's always stuck. He's constantly... The only thing that he is able to duplicate at this point Professors is... Professors are supposed to have a doctorate, right? Yes. Who gave him a doctorate? I don't... I don't know. Okay, so um, then at, at right over somewhere else, Bizarro Superman swoops in and grabs Jimmy to take him back to the Bizarro world. Makes sense. That's where he belongs. And, and that is the end of part one. And then, break. And then we see... Tootsie Roll commercial. Tootsie ah. Rolls go on and on. And after another candy is gone, chewy, 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 mmm. Long time, long time. <laughs> chewy, chewy, Tootsie Roll lasts oh, a man. long time. Insane. And then there's a kid chewing, and then we see a Tootsie Roll in various degrees of being at. That then brings us to part two of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Everything is backwards, topsy-turvy, and plain kooky on the home planet of pathetic bizarro. These captions assume we haven't been reading along. Yes. They assume we're just going to start at part two or something like that. (laughs) Duplicates of Superman and his friends, and how will Jimmy Olsen, the real one who has been changed from bizarro form, fare among these scatterbrains? Jimmy faces a lunatic type fly, a lunatic lifetime, among grotesque parodies of his friends in Exiled to the Bizarro World. I mean, I would have been happy just with part two. Like, I, I don't need a new title. No, they really, they really overly outline these things. And um, in the uh, in the splash page, we see uh, there's a bunch of Bizarros and Bizarro Lucy Lanes at some kind of uh, at some kind of concert for the uh, Bizarro Beetlebugs. So there are people who aren't Jimmy Olsen, Lucy Lane. Or... Yeah, they bizarroed the Beatles. But so far, the only people we've seen are main Superman characters and the Beatles. <laughs> right. And so the Beatles must be really famous in order to get their own bizarro I mean, versions. They, they were well. The thing they, they had no amplifiers. So they're just playing four acoustic guitars. There's no drums. Uh, and as a Beatles fan, half the guitars are upside down, and two of the guitars are yeah are backwards. And also, they have two left-handed people, so they must have zapped Paul twice. <laughs> And well, the, that's not a bad move. They get McCartney. they get to that later. So then uh, Jimmy is dancing with Lucy Lane. He says, "Bizarro Jimmy number one, great, a real fun time, huh?" And Lucy Lane say, "Jimmy, you idiot, 
You got twisted. Right way to show enjoyment is to act unhappy. Yeah, is rotten dance, man. Me miserable. Most unfun in world. So I guess that's another, like, flash forward where this is our Bizarro Jimmy right. at the dance or something. It's very um, Quentin Tarantino. Question. Yeah. Do the Bizarros not have articles? <laughs> They look, they look like, they instead don't, right? of, like, get in the car, get in car. Yes. Yeah, how is that opposite of anything? Yes. <laughs> Just bad English. Yes, they, yes, they, they don't, they say, and, yes, me, am, whatever, they use, yeah, they, that, that is their classic, me, um, and in fact, uh, it is a good way, it is, I've seen it also in a good way to, uh, avoid, uh, stereotypical Native American. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> In the 60s, that's the way Native Americans would talk in the comics. Exactly. Uh, so, Jimmy, yeah, so Bizarro Jimmy Olsen is taken back to Bizarro World by Bizarro Superman, by yeah. Bizarro Number One. In a nice little bubble. And he then shows I mean, him. This is an honor. This is the number one, this is the atom of this whole race. Exactly. Yeah. So he then goes, he fl- flies him through and says, Oh, all, me, wind almost blew that smokestack straight. And uh, so Bizarro has all these twisted, all these different twisted buildings, except for the Upright Tower of Pisa. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and Love then it. flies them by the Bizarro Code, and which the says... The Bizarro Code is awesome. It is like a real punk rock band's... Us ethos. do opposite of all earthly things. Us hate beauty. Us hate ugliness. Love. Us love ugliness. Us love ugliness. Is big crime to make anything perfect on Bizarro World. You gotta remind everybody of that. Exactly. And then, so, he flies through a Just green every light. every single scenario is a sketch. Yep. <laughs> and he flies through a green light, and the Bizarro policeman says, Hey, you went through green light. Me give you ticket for violating law. And then... But shouldn't he take a ticket away or something like that for violating law? Or is. shouldn't you get a reward for it? Exactly. And yeah. so, the Statue of Liberty is the Statue of Unliberty. Nice. Holding up a club. Yep. And then there's a movie. And I think its arms are reversed, too. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they go to the movie where the movie is just all intermission. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all clapping. Intermission, great. Soon as movies start, we leave. But also, the E faces forward this time, but the N is backwards. Yes. <laughs> Daddy, can we stay here until the next intermission, please? And then bizarro political candidates... And if you vote for me, me promise to raise taxes, rob the government, treasury, and give all my relatives plenty graft. Which they love. Oh, yes, and so everybody loves him. All now, wouldn't it be if politicians you politicians wearing if you, top hats? If you, uh, <laughs> if you don't vote for me, yep. so but all of the politicians are wearing like smushed top hats. It's really cute. And so they arrive, and everybody has a big welcome reception for Jimmy Olsen, the new Jimmy Olsen, or the newly created Bizarro Jimmy Olsen, and they throw things at him. They've got baseball bats, baseballs, a brick, um, rotten tomatoes. What else? I think that's enough. Yeah. And so, but also, yeah, in, instead of, uh, so we Wait, also see. Is that see, a bizarro crypto? That is a bizarro <gasps> crypto. I love crypto. <laughs> um, yeah, the crypto story was actually resolved in, in super, in Jimmy, Jimmy, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He showed up in one thing and he was old. The dog? <clears throat> the dog came back and he was an old dog. Oh. And, um, they were trying to take care of him, but of course he would escape and do terrible things. But eventually he drank from the, drank fountain, from of the fountain of youth, became young, and flew out into space. And comes back every once in a right. while. Oh, wow. Um, it's kind of happy. So, yeah. So, and then, like, it's, it is interesting. There are a couple of stories. Like, the last one we did, they brought back Titano. Do you know about Titano? I know that name. Titano was a guy. He was, um, he was a, an ape who was sent into space and basically mutated in space, right. came back to Earth, 
was became a giant ape who shot kryptonite from his eyes. Whoa. And they if they brought him back. So basically, you know, it was, it was the same thing as Bizarro, is they knew that he was just a harmless monkey. It was just that he was so enormous he couldn't exist on Earth. Yeah. So he brought him back in time to the time of the dinosaurs. <laughs> And then in the in the in the story, he comes back to time, and then eventually ends up on a different planet of giants, where he finds a girlfriend, space girlfriend, <laughs> happy, exactly. So, so Bizarro Jimmy gets unwelcomed. The existing Bizarro Jimmy, who was created by the Imitator Ray, I assume, yeah, demotes himself to Bizarro Jimmy one and a half out of respect for this new true Bizarro Jimmy number one, and he becomes Jimmy. And then he says, then Jimmy, and then Bizarro Perry White uh, says, "You're now the." cub reporter here is um a week's salary in advance and they use coal for money not like worthless coal coal gold and diamonds <laughs> so then uh he goes to the bizarro world wait are people getting paid in gold and diamonds in the 60s <laughs> yeah that's right that was a common salary for a cub reporter <laughs> yes yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. people get paid with it. You don't remember you you remember when you got you got sure, paid in sure. gold and diamonds when you were young? My allowance in the seventies was gold and diamonds. Yes, I had a, a paper route mm-hmm. and they would always give me gold and diamonds for the paper. Yep. So I back squandered it. I squandered it. Back on Earth, uh, Superman looks to the Bizarro world and is like sees that Bizarro Jimmy Olsen is settling in and uh, they put a memorial of a black wreath on Jimmy Olsen's desk. Yeah. <laughs> All very, like, he's not dead, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, I guess they were like, he's, they're dead to us. So then back on the Bizarro world, Jimmy Olsen number one sees Bizarro Lex Luthor. One of those weird differences between Silver Age Lex Luthor and now Lex Luthor yeah. is Silver Age Lex Luthor was fat. Ah. Uh. He was? Oh, yeah, now he's See, like a look. striking businessman. Right, now he's, yes, now he's like a billionaire businessman. But in yeah. this one, he's kind of a chubby scientist. Right, right, I remember that now. And so um, Jimmy Olsen captures him, but then the police are like, he, he's put on this earth to do good deeds. They should arrest you. And, um, but uh, Jimmy, but uh, Bizarro Lex Luthor is like, no, no, no. I will show him my latest invention. And show what he does is he shows him blue kryptonite. Which kills Bizarro's. Right. Which does. It kills Bizarro's. And he... Um, then why is he trying... What? So basically he's working on a way to... Um, so, okay. So that what you think. Me change blue K scientifically. So it will. Also kill non-super bizarros like you. Huh? You not disintegrating. It failed. So, um. So he's trying to kill Jimmy Olsen. Right. So he's, I guess he's trying to kill Jimmy Olsen. But the blue kryptonite turns him, turns Bizarro Jimmy Olsen. Mentally back to himself. Right. He still looks like Bizarro, but in his mind. His senses are back. He now is aware and smart and he doesn't think about backwards things. Basically, it's like a a red kryptonite story in reverse. Do you know about red kryptonite? Uh, I do recommend it as like the random kryptonite, right? It just makes freak things happen. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, everything from like turning Superman into an ant to making his head grow. I remember all the different kryptonites. Green was your standard poisons him. Blue was for Bizarro's. Yeah. Gold took his powers away but didn't hurt him. Yes. That might be all I know. And then red was like Time for a weird story. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's essentially what happened is when it's every once in a while they would throw in, it is one of, you know, a, again, it because it's kind of lighthearted, a lot of times they're sort of lighthearted stories. I yeah. do like the red crypto, I do like a good red kryptonite story. 
Um, so Jimmy is now, uh, Jimmy Olsen trapped in a Bizarro's body. And so he, um, first, first of all, he goes so now to, he has a, to try to pass. Right. So now he is trying to pass, but is, is having a little difficulty. He's like, Hey, all the kids are in Bizarro, Jimmy and Lucy Lanes. And it seems no one acts happy here or one acts happy here when having fun. And it says us having terrible time, rotten party, lousy dance. Bah! We see the beetles. The bizarro beetle bugs. And the way they are opposite is they have white hair instead of black hair, but they're still musicians, but they all, and I guess this is not part of it, but they, I want to say they all play what looks like bass guitars, not regular guitars. No drums, no amplifier, no microphones. One of the guitars is upside down. And in this one, and they're this, all, they're this, all right-handed. Uh, I think the upside down guy's left-handed. I think he's Paul. I guess that's true. Um, that's what I'm looking for. That's the Paul McCartney group. <laughs> so he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go back to the Daily Hitre, which is Earth. Now, why they don't call it the Daily Planet? Lap, Lap, Net? Yeah. Well, don't know. Um, so he writes a story about how great uh, the Bizarro Beatles are. But, of course, he's got that wrong. If you want to praise someone, you must knock them. That's what Perry White is telling Right. Him. And then he goes out and he sees a, a Bizarro trying to wreck a train. And writes a story about that. And then he's like, no, they wreck trains all the time. That's their job. Right. And so... Uh, and he shows an old newspaper clipping of headline news that says, basically, train reaches the station <laughs> and the switchman was fired. <laughs> so, uh, Perry White, Bizarro Perry White, number one, fires Jimmy and gives him... Oh, I know he doesn't geez. fire him. Oh, you only get fired for doing good work. He penalizes so he him. he promotes him. Right. He promotes him and gives him a higher salary. And so, Bizarro number one and a half decides, asks Jimmy, so like, you can come live with me in my apartment and not with me he just says you can take the apartment yeah he'll go sleep in the park oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. because of course i guess that's very comfortable deferential so he goes very kind of him and instead of an ice box it is a heat where watermelon ice cream and bananas inside are all roasted but wait you're not supposed to put bananas. yeah there's, there's <laughs> nothing right here how do any of these creatures even survive like, <laughs> Exactly. They do the opposite of eating. Like, how are they alive? So, uh, he gets a phone call, and Jimmy answers, and the person says, Goodbye? This is Jimmy number two. Me had big date with Bizarro Lucy number one tonight, but I, you take that over now, Jimmy number one. She live at Unmain Street and Bizarro Boulevard. <laughs> Unmain Street. Yay. Yay, Bizarro world. And so, Bizarro Lucy, so she he gets he goes on his date, and now... No, 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 no. The he, way he, he can't find Bizarro Boulevard, because there's like 20 of them. <laughs> so he calls out Lucy, and since like one-sixth of the population of this planet is made up of Lucy Lane... He's sworn. He's like almost killed by <laughs> like a stampede of Lucy Lanes before Lucy number one pulls him out of the thing. And of course, it's because... Lucy Lane on this world is crazy about Jimmy and wants him at all times instead of trying to get away from him to go to various millionaires that she meets on planes. But she's still a woman, so she wants to get married. Right. So, like, the way to get past this is to get married now. And uh, goes to, they go to uh, exchange vows, and Bizarro Priest says, Do you, Bizarro Olsen number one, promise to hate and scorn ugly Bizarro <laughs> broad, ugly Bizarro broad as your wife. And uh, Bizarro Jimmy the says, I'm trapped. Uh, I'll soon be the husband of this ugh, ugh. Oh, this is something that you see in these comics that you do not see in modern times. Mm -hmm. And that is the, like, 
ugh, choke. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sob. You don't see that. That's that is a that is a convention. Yeah, they don't they don't do that anymore. Um, so she he says I do, and of course that's the wrong thing to say at a bizarro wedding. And everybody an just and they decide that Jimmy number one has become insane and needs to go to the bizarro insane to asylum. the bizarro insane asylum where there is a bizarro Jimmy writing two plus two equals four. <laughs> And they say, well, you got five and a half wrong, so yeah. chuck them in the loony bin. <laughs> so then uh, Jimmy, uh, thinking quickly, says, oh, hey, uh, 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 guards, I like this place. Put me in straitjacket. I don't, don't ever let me go. This place is the greatest. And of course, because he likes the place. Means he's cured. Right. He's they, normal. They chuck him out. So then they send him back on the street. <laughs> so the way he finally cures himself is... The craziest thing in this book. (laughs) He finds a duplicator ray, which is used to make all of the bizarros. I mean, they had to populate the planet somehow. That part doesn't bother me. I love that there's a warehouse of bizarro rays. He turns on the television set, and of course it's showing bizarro world commercials in which everybody is making fun of the products. (laughs) That part doesn't bother me either. But then he somehow tunes the television to show not a television show from Earth, but just a real... Footage of what's happening on Earth, which is Professor Potter probably screwing something up. Probably. That's Possibly weird. still looking for the formula. <laughs> yeah, trying to find his initial plans. So then, then he, he points one of the imitator rays at the screen, which is showing us somehow surveillance footage of Professor Potter's lab. <laughs> and that creates a bizarro Professor Potter somehow. And right? so, exactly. And then the bizarro Professor, Professor Potter tests a unnormalized array on bizarro Jimmy. That part I love. And then turning him back to human. Yes. Uh, which is what he, which Professor Potter hates. Right. That's, that's he a says, tragedy. Oh no, me turned you into revolting monster. Me so sorry, Jimmy. No good. And so he's like, who my duty to have and have you just must do my duty and have you put in jail and reaches a lever that uh, is for firemen. How do we know? Because it says firemen. Yes. And so Jimmy takes this opportunity to hit his wristwatch to call Superman. Superman then comes and gets him as the bizarro police swarm on him, and then uh, Superman takes him back to uh, takes him back to Earth. All is well, and per- Perry, and then he writes a story about his bizarro world adventure. And Perry White saying, "Great, Jimmy! In reward, you'll get a lower salary, paid off in coal." Yep, some of their bizarro costumes are not so crazy. I'm in favor of them. Da 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 da. Yeah, yes, because they they can't they have to go out on a joke. In, uh, often they have to go out on a joke. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we have uh, an ad for Tootsie Pop. What yep. makes a Tootsie Pop so special? This is the Tootsie Roll Center. Six scrumptious flavors. Get some. It is the only pop with chewy, chewy Tootsie Roll inside. I still like the owl commercial. Oh, me too. One. Then two. we have uh, Jimmy Olsen's Pen Pals. Did you read any of the? I scanned them. I didn't. I didn't read them. Um. What was my favorite one in here? Uh, oh, right. They um. So, so, uh, the, somebody said, "Hey, a few years back." Superman made a rocket suit for Jimmy Olsen and said on his 21st birthday, he would give it to him. Mm. He has turned 21. Why doesn't he have the suit? And um, they're like, hey. So, and then this is basically them people pointing out to them. Yeah. What's wrong with the, sh- what's wrong with the book? And then yeah, this like, is the logical problem right. with your story. And then going, then doing the, 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 basically the shuffle to try to like get away from. Him. And they're like, hey, he found that there are unexpected dangers. So no. 
<laughs> it's basically all of them saying, it's the editor basically always saying after them, you missed this part, you idiot. <laughs> shaming them. Right. Essentially shaming them. Every once in a while, they'll say, you got us. But by the most, for the most part, they, they just turn it back and go like, you're, a, you're dumb. Um, and sometimes they are. Like, the things that they say are just, like, just wrong. Yeah. Okay. Which brings us to our last story. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Olsen? We like to think we can be courageous as the next fellow, but no one knows how brave we will actually be until the chips are down. One day, Superman's yet redheaded young reporter friend faces a moment of truth when he must decide between protecting the safety of the Man of Seal and preserving his own skin. Yes, Jimmy is on the spot in this suspenseful tale about Jimmy Olsen's double trouble. So we see Jimmy Olsen tied to a chair and a bunch of standing a bunch of him is uh, some criminals. Obviously, one looks like a criminal chauffeur. Yeah. Another is wearing a criminal vest. So he's probably a super criminal. Yeah. And then there's a third one who's wearing a hat. And the guy in the hat says, ha ha, look at this dummy front page I had set up. It's how tomorrow's front page will read. And you, Jimmy Olsen, will get full credit for your part in Superman's death. And Jimmy thinking, these friends, these fiends forced me to betray my best friend. I supplied the information that led Superman to his doom. Choke. <laughs> wouldn't it be the first time? No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. And the other thing is, like, he had the front page made up. <laughs> I wanted to communicate with you visually, so I had a mock of the front page made up that shows the consequences of my plan that haven't happened yet. That is the first time they got that lazy. <laughs> When you have, like, three stories in one issue, you got to, like, cut to the chase in a lot of ways. It's true. So, in this case, so... I like that we know this guy's a superpower dude because he has a crew neck shirt. Everyone <laughs> else has ties. A V-neck. Yeah, yeah, that's not a crew neck. Um, V-neck. So, if you have a deep plunging V-neck, you are a You are a criminal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or a hero. You can be a superhero with a, with a, sure. with a neck. With it's a V-neck. sinister, though. Right. Doesn't Green Arrow at this point have... Yeah, he does. But so, he, But he is kind of an anti-hero. Makes sense. Um, so, Jimmy comes out, just walking down the street and someone's hey hey Olsen if you want a big scoop come in come over here okay <laughs> that's how we get him to go into a car sounds you... too good to be true but there's no harm in listening okay what do you think go ahead I was about to say doesn't every single child's parents tell them to not go into the car <laughs> of strangers but then I remember that Jimmy Olsen is in fact an orphan so I guess he kind of gets a pass oh, on oh yeah that. you just figured out a, you figured out a, a better solution than they did I exactly think. So he essentially pokes his head in and somebody say, hey, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> and sprays him in the face, <laughs> knocking him unconscious. Yep. Then he wakes up tied to a chair where there's a guy who looks like a blonde version of Jimmy Olsen. And you find out that there's this guy who's going to dye his hair and fake being Jimmy Olsen to lead him to his, um, basically to, to, to try to like... Get to Superman. Right. And to get... Various things like the first one is he gets the payroll for um, the the safe the the he gets the payroll which is stashed in Perry White's safe and Jimmy Olsen of course knows the combination because I guess everybody knows yeah the he combination. Works you're given the combination to the safe and so he and you find out that there's a guy named uh, Shoulders who can get very rough that is Shoulders is. The laziest nickname of a he, of a villain of what a you've seen like here right like you know knuckles yeah punchy right the monster any number of things shoulders like I don't know what does he do shrug at him. <laughs> 
So he first gives him, they ask him for the combination to the safe. And he's like, I will give you them a fake combination to the safe. But then it, there's a ring that says there is a lie detector alarm on the side of your chair that will ling whenever you lie and teach him that he doesn't pay shoulders. And then shoulders slaps him. And then Jimmy crumples like an old suit. Yeah, he immediately gets in. <laughs> Just immediately goes, yes, he cannot stand a single, can't stand a single slap to the face. And so he then... Hasn't he won, like, championship boxing matches? <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. So he then gives him the... Um, he gives him the the combination, and then fake Jimmy Olsen goes, and then steals the loot, and then whispers in Perry White's ear that Clark Kent, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, is in fact behind the uh, theft. The theft, although he can't necessarily prove it. Um, but then he goes back and he's like, "Haha!" Every time that Perry sees Clark Kent, he's gonna wonder whether or not he did that. And Jimmy's like, "Oh no! <laughs> oh no! He made somebody." suspect him of something <laughs> so then we find out that they their next plan is they want to help a guy named hyper crook escape that's such a weird name and they it's like the hyper prefix was cooler in 1964 much that, that sort of thing happens like atomo blast or like space hyphen like that stuff had more currency going in the early 60s I think. exactly oh absolutely or something orama so he says, uh, like, he, and then, so he knows that he's somewhere, but they don't know where Superman hit him. And, um, Jimmy, once again, flips over like nobody's, like a, you know, basically like a pancake. And is just like, hey, it's useless for me to lie. Yes, I do know. I will tell him that he's at the top of Mount Vero, guarded by Superman robot, robots. So, you know, the answer you give there is maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that way you're not you're lying. Because you're not lying. Or... I just don't know. He didn't tell me. So, um. Well, the lie detector would find that out. Uh, he's the one of the slipperiest, cleverest criminals in the universe. Once, he stole the treasures of the purple planet by reducing Ray. And then he hides them under his fingernails. And then when the police went to get him, he was wearing circle vision glasses. Which meant he could see behind him, which is how he ran faster than police. Right. How would he guarantee that lots of, like, very expensive artifacts wouldn't fall out from underneath his fingernails? Uh, <laughs> maybe he used glue. <laughs> You're going to get a prize. To eat. You ever heard of a no prize? <laughs> You're going to get the Bizarro Prize. Yeah. And then... And then he evades the cops by using, um... A... Altering his form and... Oh, he can walk through walls. A dimension warp... No, he made a dimension warping gaflet, a ga uh, gadget in prison. Okay, yeah, in the prison workshop. Right. Because the best tools are available to... <laughs> exactly. He didn't make a shill, a, a shiv, like most... Like a good criminal. He made a dimension warping gadget. But this is all the past. That's how he ended up being in a little situation that Superman imprisoned him. In, which is like a glass cube on top of a mountain guarded by robots. Right. So Jimmy Olsen. Fake Jimmy Olsen. Fake Jimmy Olsen, who I guess also knows how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, this how is does everyone in Metropolis <laughs> know how to fly? This is why Jumbo Jones got put out of a job, is apparently now they teach it along with like driver's ed. <laughs> Uh, Jumbo Jones in the first six issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen flew the helicopter. And then what happened? And then Jimmy got, and his, then Jimmy got his pilot's license. <laughs> what a betrayal. And, <laughs> Jimmy, and, Jumbo, and the thing about Jumbo Jones was he was hugely overweight. He weighed 200 pounds. Uh, good, good nickname. <laughs> it is. 
So he then says, uh-oh, hey, he wants me to take Hypercrick away from here and bring him to another secret rendezvous. And they, so he busts out Hypercriminal. And so he says, take me to your leader. So they basically, so they bust out Hypercriminal and take him back to the lair where he's, he does agree to make them his lieutenant. And um, they, will, they will amass fabulous loot. And so... They show, oh, so then they look, they go for the kryptonite stash. And he tells them, Jimmy tells them that a year ago, a horseshoe, uh, at Horseshoe Bend in the Metropolis River, Superman swore to be secrecy. And he said that there is a lead box and in that lead box is a bunch of kryptonite. And um, so if there are any Kryptonian villains, like the ones from the... um, the ones from the Phantom Zone that got let out. Yeah. That he, they will use that kryptonite against them. It should be noted that before he gave up this information, basically shoulders beat him so hard that his bow tie fell off. <laughs> and so he, he he is, of course, devastated that he has betrayed Superman. And But Hypercriminal's like, hey, this looks too easy. I wonder... If Olsen is hustling us, I'll ask him one vital question. Olsen, are you pulling a fast one on us? Are you sending your double into a trap? And he says no. And they didn't lie. They So they think he's telling the truth. So they send him out. He's like, it'll be a lead pipe cinch. To go with the lead box that he's going to get. Exactly. Yeah. So then uh, fake Jimmy Olsen jumps into the river, retrieves the box, calls Superman, and he's like, here comes Superman in response to the ultrasonic single, not now to open the lead box and make underworld history. <laughs> and then back at the lair, everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, he's gone. Ooh-wee. And then in comes Superman. With double Jimmy under his arm. Right. Uh, and then they he goes, uh, yay, Superman's alive. Stop him, Shoulders. And Shoulders, of course, knowing that there's absolutely no way that he is going to be able to meet a man what has lasers come out of his eyes. Yeah. Um, he's like, I resign. That's so funny. <laughs> Just instantly quits. Stop him, Shoulders. I resign. Probably the smart thing to do in this Oh, it's case. totally smart. So um, he then takes off, Superman takes off all of their jackets and turns them into straight jackets. So that's not how fabric works. <laughs> right. As someone who has sewed several things over the course of their life, that's yeah. not how fabric works. So basically what happens is, what, 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 what the undoing was, was when fake Jimmy Olsen jumped into the river, all of the dye in his hair fell out. Um, that is how hair dye works. And <laughs> so when he gets out, of course, Superman saw him and knew, knew that everything was gone. And uh, then they were like, hey, but he said he was telling the truth. And then what you find out is that Jimmy, when he when shoulders knocked off his bow tie, uh, he slipped it in between the bell and clapper and muffled it so it's, that you could hide. The sound. Exactly. And, and of course, Superman saying, ha ha, a clever, you're a lifesaver, Jimmy. Thanks to your being redheaded, that kryptonite didn't get a chance to turn me green. Nope. Huge show. Nope. Um, and then we add the last ad is two kids looking at each other and they are arguing over Tootsie Roll Fudge, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and it says, I like ch- chocolate fudge best. And the other kid says, I like vanilla fudge best. But everyone likes Tootsie Roll Fudge best. It's creamy, smooth, and delicious. Get some. We can. No, it doesn't we exist can. anymore. We can. So that then brings us to the end of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, issue number 80. How, how, how do you like it? I'm sold. I'm going to go back and read them all. <laughs> I got to find out how we got here. <laughs> I felt left out of the deep subplots and nuances. Yes. 
Yes, the backstory. It's all uh, about backstory. I'm glad I read it. Jack Kirby eventually draws this book. Yes, it's true. And he that's where he in, introduces um, Dark Side. Oh, in this book? The New Gods are first Start here? premiered. Yeah, because what happened was when he got, got in, uh, the, the people at DC were like, any book you want, just pick a book, any book you want. That's the book that we will, that you can do. And he was like, I don't want to put anybody out of a job. So why don't you give me the lowest selling book that you have? And at the the time it was Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So then he took it, he took, he took over it. He took it over. And then eventually yet like dark side shows up and like all the new gods eventually like premiere through Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Amazing. I mean, Jimmy Olsen gets used as a test run for stuff. It's true. He got a super speed powers like a much a month before the flash came out <laughs> to see how it would sell. <laughs> um, he became Elastic Lad, not before Plastic Man, because Plastic Man's actually a Golden Age hero, right, but before, before Elongated Man. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it did become kind of a testing ground for a couple of different Present. a couple of different things. They just, I guess, maybe, and maybe it was also like they just wanted to like see how they would draw them. It, and it was just, it's, it's, it is an interesting comic aside from it being completely insane. So, I would like to thank you all for uh, for listening. Thank you. If you could do all the things that people do to make podcasts uh, more popular, if you could write a review or do all those other things, that would be great. I would like to thank Will Hines for coming here and uh, and 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 and, in- and enjoying the issue eighty with us. Is there anything that you would like to plug and or... We did it at the top, so I'm good. I got my plugs out. All right. Uh, so, uh, once again, it is Screw It, Let's Talk About Comics, and Screw It, Let's Talk About the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I would like to thank the Spin Doctors for not suing us. We <laughs> use um, Superman's Palette. We use a Jimmy Olsen Jimmy Blues, Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah. as the theme for our... Because uh, yeah. it's it's the only song. Right. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for not suing us. If you could tell one person, one of the stories that you hear in one of, uh, in one of our episodes, and if they are as confused as many others or are fascinated by it as we are, please let them know about our podcast. Is there anything else that you want to say? Support your local roller derby. So until next time, this is Gary Rowland. <laughs> this is Ella Flum Rowland. And, and our guest, Will Hines. And we all say Superman away! Away! away.